Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Our website is filled with more encouraging interviews, all accessible at MyFaithRadio.com. Do Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, the other Dr. Mintel, my husband, Norm. And every weekend, we're here, we're doing life together, and we're so glad you've joined us. Weekends, weekends, weekends. We love them. They take too long to get here, and they leave too fast. (laughs) I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And we get to talk to everybody on the weekend, so that's fun. But today we're going to talk about a very, very important topic because it will impact everybody at some point in life. It's something we can't escape, we can't get away from, grief and loss. You know, it's true, Norm. As I was preparing for this show, I was thinking about a really big loss that affected the Faith Radio family uh, a number of years ago. We lost one of the morning hosts who passed away just suddenly. Hmm. It was like I literally was talking to him that week. Um, and we were having conversations. His name was Austin Hill. Those of you who are regular listeners will remember Austin. He did the morning show, and he did a show called Austin Hill's Big World of Small Business. Hmm. And what happened is he just died suddenly, unexpectedly, and we were all in shock. We were all grieving. Um, I was a regular on his morning show. He was my friend. I just talked to him, like I said, a few days before his death. So I was really hit hard by that loss. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know him. I'd never met him, but I remember how you were reacting to all of that with mm-hmm. the sadness and the shock. Because when it's so unexpected and someone is young, it just never feels right. I know, and sudden loss is especially difficult. I mean, I've experienced this in my own life with the death of my brother, which I have talked about on the right. show a number of times. You know, we also had a couple in our Sunday school class who lost their daughter and son-in-law to a small plane crash over the holidays, and they left two young children with no parents, and no one obviously was expecting that. It's just heartbreaking, but we have to find a way to move through the grief and the loss that we experience, or we can get emotionally stuck. Grief for me is especially hard to process. We know it's a normal reaction to loss and to trauma. So today we really hope to help people listening understand what are normal reactions and how we can deal with them. And so we we tend to think that grief passes through these consecutive stages. We've all heard that. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a process that does involve a lot of emotions and changes of emotions, but it's not consecutive. There, it's not these linear stages that people typically talk about. And does that mean it's not as predictable? Well, I think if you're the person who's in the grief, you'll be surprised by how much you shift from state to state. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just something that happens over and over. There's no right order. And people tend to go back and forth with different feelings as they go. It's an automatic process. And there is a period of denial that does happen because our brain needs to be able to process Mm. 
the loss. And we, we just don't do that right away. So that first stage of this isn't real, this is a shock, this is denial, that really is something that does happen at the beginning. That helps. That makes sense. So help us identify some of these normal emotions that we experience when grief hits us. So the first one is typically that denial and that shock that I just talked about. And sometimes you just feel numb from Mm. the process. But there's intense sorrow, there's emotional pain. A lot of people feel angry. Mm Mm-hmm. There's confusion, like, what? Why did this happen? Uh, There's obviously loneliness, especially if the loss is very personal for you. An emptiness, sometimes depression, guilt, you know, fear, abandonment, isolation. There's a lot of physical symptoms that Mm. can happen, Mm -hmm. uh, irritability. Sometimes people sort of get into fantasy, not wanting to believe that it's true, and this sort of restlessness, sometimes disorganization and helplessness and hopelessness. So you can hear all of those emotions. There's a lot of variety there. So you've talked about stages of these grief symptoms or emotions. Let's go through the stages. Okay, so shock and denial would be the one that we've already mentioned because it's just such a bolt to the system. A jolt. Yeah. Reality sets in then. And then there's a type of depression that comes over people, the loneliness, though you you feel deserted, you know, you you feel like there's nobody there. We we just want to remind our audience that even when that sense of loneliness encompasses you, that Christ is in you and his Holy Spirit is there to comfort you. And again, just a reminder that Jesus is referred to in Isaiah, Norm, as a man of sorrow who was acquainted with grief. And he also wept when Lazarus died. Yeah, his dear friend, right? Yeah. And then there's the sort of reactions that we have, which are anger and helplessness and feeling like maybe we were abandoned or maybe you get apathetic after a loss, like you just don't care anymore. Mm. Maybe you struggle with a lot of guilt from the, you know, like, could I have, could I have stopped it? Could I have prevented it? The what ifs. The, all those what ifs yep. that come into your mind. And that has to do with the bargaining, mm. the, the what ifs. So okay. what if we had waited 10 minutes before we left? Right. You know, what if we never went on that trip? What if, All of those bargaining emotions come into play. Right. And this anger, to me, I think we have to address this. Because as Christians, a lot of times I think people feel like they're, they feel guilty if they get angry at God. Mm-hmm. But... First of all, getting angry at God, I think, is normal based on what you're saying. And by the way, God's okay with it. Yeah. And I I felt angry at God when my brother was killed. I was mad. I was like, you could have prevented that. You could have stopped that. You could have moved him. You could have delayed him. There's so many things that you think about. But the issue with anger, which is, is such a powerful emotion, is that a lot of times we express that because underneath that anger is a complete feeling of vulnerability. Mm, Helplessness. Yeah. Yeah, And we don't want to feel that. So anger is much more powerful to feel. How do we get out of this stage? Well, gradually, and that's the what we call sort of the recovery period in in grief, gradually we return to, it'll be a new normal, 
Because obviously you can't go back. Is there a, is there a, do, do we know how long this takes? I've heard you say in the past it's about two years. Is that? It, it, it's hard to put a, a time frame on it because there's so many different factors that can make the grieving process longer or more serious and more severe. So obviously the loss of a, a, of a pet maybe, which, you know, you and I felt deeply when we lost our pet, but it might not be the same, obviously, process of if it was a... Sure. Uh, a spouse, a spouse or, or a child sure. or somebody like that. So typically we want people to be able to move through this in a year to two years mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. try to feel like they've gained a new normal through that process. How does all this impact our body physically? It seems like there's got to be something. Well, it, it impacts us by stress. It's stress on our body. And anytime we have a lot of stress, it's going to obviously tax our immune system. And that means that your body during the times of grieving and loss are much more susceptible to illness. Um, so when you're grieving, even though you don't feel like it, you really want to try to eat nutritionally. You want to try to get rest. Um, although sleep is one of the things that's easily affected when you're going through grief and loss. You mean either too much or too little? Yeah. Usually it's hard to fall asleep mm -hmm. because you're thinking, or it's yeah. hard to stay asleep because of what has happened. But you're not thinking about self-care, but it's really important during that, that time. So if you can eat well and try to sleep, it really will help you. But a lot of the physical symptoms um, have to do with headaches and fatigue and appetite loss. And some people get symptoms that are similar to panic, like heart palpitations and the overall feeling of just being exhausted. This all sounds really intense. Does the intensity kind of wax and wane, come and go? Some days are better than others, and sometimes you just feel like you can't get through the day, and other days you'll say, okay, I did okay that day. Um, so sometimes you'll be amazed at the strength you have, but through it all, you're going to discover that if you're a person who believes in Jesus Christ, that his grace is sufficient mm. to meet all your needs. Jesus mm -hmm. tells us that in his word. And that's comforting, at least in our mind. <laughs> yeah. During this time, I think it's also important to be watchful for maybe even more severe signs of grief that could create deeper problems, for example. Right. And you want to make sure that you're not medicating that grief. Okay. So lots of ways to do that. Substances are obviously the, the big one. Mm -hmm. But you can have a lot of physical complaints as a distraction to the grief, excessive guilt. A lot of times I've worked with this in, in therapy where people want to die as well because mm. they want to join that person mm -hmm. and they don't mm -hmm. feel like there's any purpose. That is not a solution. Um, there's a lot of uh, difficulty getting back to your routine, having a lot of intense reactions, isolating from your normal relationships, and we mentioned that those feelings of hostility and irritability. Right. So what really does help? Give us, give us a prescription, Doc. Well, we have to recognize it, first of all. And you have to name it and you have to claim it as a loss, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really. Yeah. And you don't want to minimize your feelings. Some people are helped by writing them down. Others can talk it out with somebody. But you don't, if you're somebody who's dealing with someone in grief, don't try to fix it or make them cheer up. Yeah, right. just, just let them experience the grief on their own terms. I think that's really important. And we need to talk about how to help someone else in the process of grief. We feel out of control. What's that about? Well, it's just what happens. You, you, it, it, you can't control life, and it really brings it home when you're doing that. But I think the most important thing we can do, Norm, as we, we – I know we're getting near a break here, but uh, is to really find some type of meaning through that loss. Mm. 
And I know that's hard for people to do. It's hard to say what could possibly come out of that, but... What good could possibly come right. from Right. And I don't know that there was a lot of good out of my brother's death in terms of the people right. who are generally affected, but I do know that it pushed me into this field of mental health, mm. and it also gave me a lot of compassion, a lot of empathy, and I've been able to use that to help other people. So while none of us ever wants to welcome loss, we need to learn to experience it, deal with it, and move through it. And uh, we can do that and be more resilient. Okay, we do need to take a break. Sorry, we'll come back and talk more about grief and loss. And when we return, we're going to give you more help. We'll be right back after this on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. Hi, welcome back. This is the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and our topic today is kind of difficult. It's grief and loss. For more help on this topic and other relationship issues, please follow Dr. Linda on her social media, at Dr. Linda Mental on X and Instagram. Dr. Linda Mental author and speaker is her Facebook site. Her website, drlindamental.com, has blogs and links to her many, many books she's written, 20 actually, including one that relates specifically to grief and loss. It's called Getting Unstuck. You know, Norm, that was one of the first books that I ever wrote, and it's really old. I think it was 1999 when I wrote that book, so a long time ago. The idea of that book was that life is about facing loss Mm. and, and grieving it. The minute you're born, you start to actually have things that can happen to you as you move through life. So it was a really important topic, I thought. And one of the things that that was my premise was that if you don't deal with loss well, and it could be loss of relationships, it could be loss of jobs or things, it could be loss of a dream. So there were a lot of ways that you can think about loss in your life. Maybe you never you know, married that person you wanted to marry, or maybe, you know, something happened where you lost the dream job of your life, or you never got things. If you get stuck in that process, then you can experience depression and anxiety. And in a lot of the work that I did, even eating disorders, because that was one of my specialty practices for many, many years. So that was the whole idea is don't get stuck in this process. Mm -hmm. Get Unstuck, which is where the title came from. That's good. Well, let's spend the rest of our time today on how we should react and how we can help other people, people in our own life who are grieving, especially what not to do. Yeah. So one of the things you want to be careful is not trying to skirt around the issue. You know, be direct about what happened. Use the person's name as well. And I I think that is really important because when people just say, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Right. That's so impersonal. It's a little bit impersonal. It's okay. It's not like it's not okay to say it. But when people used my name and used his name and they said, Linda, I'm so sorry for the loss of your brother, Gary, on that plane crash, it felt much more personal Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. So I think if you try to avoid specifics or the details... 
I don't know that that's really helpful because grief is very specific with a person right. and the details of their life, and that person is is gone right. that you loved. So avoid being impersonal that's about a, this. That's good reminder. That's good good reminder. I like that. And I think there's got to be something about not assuming we know how that person is feeling because that their feelings change all the time. Yeah, and you can't if you've. Even if you've been through the same thing, it's very different for different people based on their life story. Mm-hmm. So I think you really have to be careful to to not say, I know just how you feel. Yeah. I, I That does not work for most people. In fact, it's better to say, I can't imagine what you're feeling, or I don't know what you're feeling, but I imagine it must be very difficult. You know, so something along those lines, especially if you've never been in a uh, a situation that's similar. I remember when we were dealing with infertility, and people would say, uh, "Oh, I know, I, I can, I know that that must be really difficult for you." And I'm thinking, you don't really know much about what it's like to go that many years with infertility. You don't know how difficult. And the reason I would say that is because of the f- comments that people would make oh my goodness. later in their relationship with me. I'm thinking, you really don't understand this. Right. I remember the one that drove you crazy. It says, my husband just looks at me and I get pregnant. Yeah. It, it was, I know they were trying to be, I don't even know what that is. I don't really. Either. I don't really know if they were just trying to relate to me, but it was very hurtful when people would say that um, right. because it was a reminder that we weren't making it happen. Right. And yeah. it just felt worse. So right. even if your experience is similar, remember loss is unique to every person. Um, you know, for example, when I lost my dad, I mean, a lot of our listeners right now are thinking, I've lost, well, I've lost my parents. Sure. But you know what? In my case, it wasn't filled with guilt and remorse. Mm-hmm. For some people, it could be. Right. And my dad was a believer. So his death was actually... It was. It, can we use the word glorious? It really was. He really died well, yes. and that doesn't happen for everybody else. So it's best just to say you're sorry for their loss, and you can acknowledge how difficult it is. I think too many times people want to want to help, and they just start talking, yeah. and they don't know when to shut up. I mean, just how about stop talking and listen? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's what happens when you feel anxious, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know what to say. You're just really, we tend to babble yeah. and, and not know what to say. It's, and it's really related to the anxiety of that moment. So let the person say whatever he or she needs to say. And like you said, Norm, just listen, listen, listen. And let them know that you're there for them. If you know them really well, put your arm around them, tell them you care, but then let them talk. Let them, yeah. yeah. Don't let's force them to talk. Right. Sometimes you just being present is really enough. I hear people all the time say, if there's anything I can do, let me know. Is that helpful? Well, it's a it's great because there probably are things that you can do, but I would just do them. Hmm. I, I don't think it helps because have okay, let's think about all the people that we've dealt with loss, which has been a lot in our life, right? Sure. Has anybody ever said, well, actually, this is what you could do for right. me? No, because no, they're not thinking about that. Yeah, you're just not in that space. So it's better just to take do something tangible. Right. Yeah, take send a, a meal, send them food, send them a cleaning service. Right. That, I think, would be a great gift because the last thing you want to do, unless that's a, you know, sort of a coping way for you, is to clean. Um, you know, do a kind deed. Uh, focus on meeting the ordinary needs like chores and um, you know, something that you could do that could be really help cooking, cleaning. I remember my dad would send my brothers out when one of the elderly people on our block lost somebody. He would send them out every year and have them shovel their driveway. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. It was a great way to be helpful. And if someone's lost a spouse and they have smaller children, it'd be kind of nice to take the kids off their hands, take them to the park, take them to Sunday school, do something where it gives the mom a moment. Yeah, even if you can afford it, a spa day for the person or some way, a mom's night out, like you said, churches have that. Mm -hmm. Um, And just agree to say, I'm going to come pick up the kids, I'm going to take them, and you just do something for yourself tonight. I know one of the things you and I have often thought about and experienced is how there's this flourish, there's this flurry, I mean, of of activity and people near the funeral soon thereafter, and then they all drop off and go back to normal life. That isolation has to be horrible. Yeah, because your life goes back to normal, theirs does not, and the change is pretty palpable, you know, so it's forever, Yeah. right? So it means that as a person who has a relationship with someone who's lost, someone you should you should check in. Mm. You should stay in touch. You should follow up on the person regularly to see how they're doing. Maybe invite them to join you for dinner or a movie because a lot of people don't like to go out by themselves, especially if they've been in a relationship for a long time. And basically, you know, follow them through the grief process and help them with those adjustments. We had a friend many years ago, our age, who was tragically killed uh, by wow. electrocution. Of uh, He was trimming trees. Helping and, an elderly uh, person. Helping, yeah. yeah. And uh, we were close to his children then, closer. And to this day, we followed them. We were mm-hmm. friends with them. When we see them, it's, there's a relationship bond that happened during grieving. Yeah. And we've stayed in touch. So that's been, it's been really good. Give us some resources. How can we help people? Well, there's a lot, actually, um, of resources available. Um, Obviously, if you feel like you're needing some help through that, therapy, counseling would be really a great resource because we can help you figure out what's normal. Maybe if it's getting complicated grief and you need a little bit more help, um, you're getting stuck in that process. One, One ministry that is not very well known, and the reason I know about it is because I participated in the divorce care um, series. And I'm actually on those videos. If you're watching those in your church, you're going to see me on those videos. I do the one on forgiveness. That's really important in divorce care. But the same group has a group, has a video series for churches called Grief Share. And it's in a lot of churches. It's Christ-centered. It's biblical. You meet with other people that have gone through loss. We found out that our church uh, just recently added that mm-hmm. uh, grief share group to mm-hmm. the ministries that they provide. That is a really good one. Th- and I also want to put out a real shout out to my friend, uh, Steve Seiler, who is the founder of a ministry called Music for the Soul. So if you want to go to his website, musicforthesoul.org, you can do that. He's got all kinds of resources. There is one on loss. And it includes, you can buy this. If you go to the website, you'll see this. There is a beautiful card that you can get for people. It's called Drink Deep. Mm. And it has songs that take you through the journey of grief and loss. We ought ought to have him come on one time and and talk about all the things that he does, because that is a beautiful card. I have them. They're wonderful. That's good. Let's turn to the scripture because there's so much that God has given us related to grief. I know in Matthew, Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Jesus comforts us and the spirit living within us is the spirit of comfort. 
Yeah, and I don't know how people do it without, without God. Right. I, I just don't. I can't imagine the losses I've been through. And in Corinthians, Second Corinthians 1, 3, 4 says basically that same thing. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. That's the biblical pay it forward concept right there. We've received, we give. God said to us through Isaiah, do not fear, I am with you. Always remember he's with us because he's in us. Do not be dismayed, I am your God. I'm going to give us one more before we go to the close, Norm, because I love this scripture in Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, Mm. and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. So if you're somebody who feels crushed in spirit, you feel brokenhearted over some grief or some loss, just get that scripture and meditate on it and spend time, and the the Lord will comfort you by his Holy Spirit. And according to Revelation 21.4, we have a day of hope coming. Yes, we do. When God recreates the new heaven and the new earth, and he says in that scripture, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. Amen. So as we close out our time today, remember those who are grieving or experiencing loss. Do what you can to bring comfort. Point people to the spiritual comfort that only God can give. That's all the time we have today. Many thanks to my co-host, Norm Mental, who makes this show a conversation, and to our technical producer, Katie Sims. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember... We're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.